Hi, this is Robert Kiyosaki, and you're listening to Capital Hacking with Josh and Eric. This is the most important thing you can listen to today. On today's episode of Capital Hacking. I think the biggest change is, as you say, like the credibility of Airbnb. Before, you had to explain to people what Airbnb is and why they would want to go to your house versus a hotel. It was much more difficult to explain that, especially to lenders, to explain why the Airbnb income is actually a steady income and not just like this one and done thing, because they, they really wanted to see like the long-term income. Welcome back to Capital Hacking. This is Josh. I get to do a really nice personal interview with a new friend of ours today. Poor Eric cannot be here, but he will be listening and enjoying it like the rest of us. By the way, I listen to every show to make sure that we did a good job for you listeners, and uh, thank you so much for being part of the community. Today's a nice treat because as we do often, we love to share a personal journey of someone who's doing one step after one step after another step, and building an incredible business, peacefully but pro- proactively. I love her story. Wanted to share it with you because it shows we can all get started now. So Jean Heisch. Jean Heisch is my new friend. Her name, but she owns a company called Eagle REI, which is what? Real Estate Investing Company, LLC. And Jean is here today. So welcome to the show, Jean. Thanks for being on Capital Hacking. It's an honor to be here. Jean, we have had one or two conversations before. I was so honored that you met us. I think you met us through Invest Her community. I did, with Liz. With Liz Faircloth and Andressa. Incredible. Melanie loves that group of people as well. And we started talking about resort investing. You said, listen, I love it. I love resort investing. I love Airbnb. And I said, wait, there's got to be a great story here. So can we start at the beginning? Let's start at the beginning and just share a little more about yourself and about how you got into real estate investing the first time. Well, I basically started real estate about, we'll say about five or six years ago. And we basically had just moved from one house to another. And in the process, we had to figure out what to do with the old house. And uh, at that time, I had, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom after being an attorney for three years and then stay at home for about 10 years. And I had to decide, you know, what to do now that my kids are a little bit older. And so I decided to like just ease into the real estate investing by something very easy, which is don't sell my old house and instead turn it into a long-term rental. And uh, so that's what we did. And, uh, and it's been doing just great and it's appreciated quite a bit and it's been really nice. And we've had, you know, lots of different stories with the, the, the long-term rentals. Uh, but at the same time, my house that I moved into um, just happened to have a guest house on the property and we didn't actually buy the house for the guest house, but it just happened to be there. And so we furnished it up because we expected our family to come and visit us from California and Atlanta, New York. And um, for the most part, you know, they didn't. And, you know, that upset us a little bit, but that's okay. You know, they're, they're coming they're now. They're listening now. And what we wanted to say is what a loving relative you have here. Jean wanted you guys all to come from New York. I wanted them all to go, come. We wanted to host basically Thanksgiving and Christmas because why wouldn't they want to come to sunny Miami and enjoy a nice Christmas? 
And, uh, but, uh, for, for, for that moment, we had furnished it. And so we still wanted to keep it available for when family or friends came to visit. Like if you came to Miami, it would be available for you. And so we furnished it and we didn't want to have a long-term rental in the guest house because we wanted it available, uh, for guests and family. So we put that on Airbnb. I had just heard of it. It was just like this you know, pie in the sky. I'm like, oh, you know, let's try it out. Just put it, put it on there and just see what happens. You know, uh, any income is good. You know, it was basically bonus income. And uh, what we did not expect was that the, the guest house Airbnb just blew up. Everybody wanted to stay there. And uh, it eventually, it actually made more money than my three bedroom, two bath long-term rental with a huge, you know, garage, a huge backyard. And we're like, huh, Maybe this Airbnb thing is something that we should really explore. And uh, so I had just bought my first triplex up in Hollywood, Florida. And uh, at the time that I bought it, I had run the numbers as a long-term rental. Uh, But then I was like, huh, you know, Hollywood also has a really nice uh, beach up there. Um, So let's go ahead and just make all the finishes a little bit nicer. Go ahead and furnish that and then put all of them on Airbnb as well. And it is doing really, really well. And now we're putting like pools in there and like thinking about putting in a hot tub because people are just really enjoying the property. And so since then, I bought two more uh, duplexes. And these two duplexes are actually back to back in Little Havana, which is a very family friendly and uh, tourist friendly environment. You know, everybody has heard of Little Havana. And so we've furnished it and uh, decorated. So you've got like that Little Havana experience and uh, and we, we call it Domino House. And these two properties are actually back to back. And so we basically created a whole courtyard area Ooh. between the two properties. And, uh, you know, there's a mural, there's a hot tub, there's like a barbecue area, and it's like a little mini resort. So that's basically my story. And I, you know, I keep going, I keep wanting to buy more properties that I can Airbnb. And then I heard about uh, accountable equity and about the stuff that you're doing. And I'm like, you know, I think that might be the next step is to go from Airbnb to like a, a resort. And so we're hoping to That's great. look at uh, possibly the, uh, the, you know, the Florida Keys, because that is just a hop, skip and a jump for us. And, and uh, it'd be really nice to just, you know, buy a resort and just be like, hey, I own that. It would, it would be. And everybody who buys in with us always says that feeling is so rich and good. Yes. Hey, I want to dissect this for a minute. So our listeners are, are driving around and, you know, we come from all different backgrounds. And one of the best things we try to explain to them is that really by building out your, your experiences through these types of shows and learning from great people like Eugene, they can really, they have enough power, human capital to start this journey. So I want to help them remember your journey begins by just not selling your first family house. The family house that started this all, you still own. And now it's a rental. I still own. Yes. We bought it actually at the top of the market in 2006 before I learned anything about real estate. My kids uh, grew up there from like zero to 10. And, um, and we, when we talked with the real estate agent who wanted to, us to sell the house now that we bought our new house, and they, they ran the numbers. We're like, mm, uh, because we bought at the top of the market and then we were selling, you know, sort of middle market, like it's different now, but uh, middle market, we would have actually lost money if we had sold it. But, at this, but on the flip side, if we rented it out, you know, we could just wait for the appreciation to come back up again, which it has. And in the meantime, we'll be getting this income. And then I also would be getting the experience of being a landlord. Stop right there. What an incredible lesson for everyone driving. So 
you had you were faced with the choice. You probably you could have taken a little bit of a loss because you bought it at the top of the market and weren't selling it at the top of the market. But instead, you said, I'm, I want to learn the rental business. I want to learn how to be a real estate owner. I might as well wait it out because I believe in the future it'll actually be worth more because of inflation and appreciation. Wow. And then, of course, you've been proven right on both, which is nice because some people are driving and they're like, my family always told me never to buy real estate. You'll get crushed. And yet you show a very natural that's a natural thing to happen, that rents can keep you going if, if, you, if you don't, you know, and that appreciation comes back around. It's called cycles for a reason. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of uh, offers in this crazy market, especially here in Miami. And at this point, we can make quite a lot. But, you know, we, we choose to keep renting it out because we think it'll just keep going up. Um, even if the market crashes, it's going to just go because, you know, we want to buy and hold forever. Uh, that is our plan. We don't uh, we don't plan to sell most of our properties. I'm actually I'm actually getting into flips right now. I'm actually closing on a property today to flip, but I'm just going to use that to hopefully buy some more buy and holds. And the flip price point is there no option for that Burr strategy where you can pull your money back out? Not for this one. Um, it's actually located in Miami Shores, which is where my my first property was located. So I lived there for ten years, so I know the area really well. And usually I don't go for this price point, but it sort of just dropped in my lap. And the price point is that, you know, I'm buying for $720,000. Right. So that cannot cash and flow. No, not normally. No, because I looked at the cash flow at most, if we did everything, we could get $6,000 a month. And it's not an Airbnb area. So at that point, it's worse. If I do what I I want to with it in about six months, I could sell for $1.2 million. Whoa! So, I see your point. Yeah, no, that's definitely yeah. a great alternative business plan for you instead of the buy and hold in that strategy. Well, 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 well played, my friend. The story goes on, though. I always say, so you said the easy way to get into real estate investing is just don't sell the house you were in, rent it out. I like that. Yeah, I would say that's the path of least resistance. It's it's basically like the path of inaction, (laughs) really. You know, of course, you do come with some power, right? You were a SEC attorney, which means securities exchange specialized. You specialized in that kind of law. So you you got the heck of a great... uh, uh, strategic mind. So, uh, but but other than that, you 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 took some years off and were able to raise some great kids. So, I love this opportunity for people in your spot that have great power and energy and time, and they start using it to build their own wealth in their own real estate. So, fantastic! This is part of the reason we wanted to have you on there. Then I wanted to ask you a few more questions, if you don't mind. So, one of the ways we met was through Invest Her. We mentioned at the beginning. This is the real estate Invest Her. Uh, community, which is primarily for ladies. Obviously, it's a, it's an incredible organization. Tell us how you found that organization, and then what steps you're doing with them these days, because that's that's a great group. So I found them through a meetup. Um, one of investors' original meetups, they had it in Pennsylvania because that's where they're from. Uh, but one of their other meetups was actually in South Florida with a with a woman named Rita Medeiros, and um, and she was a great meetup leader. I went to a few of their uh, invest her meetups uh, before. Unfortunately, she passed away last year, and uh, and then after you know just going to a few of the meetups when Liz had 
announced that uh, that they were expanding the meetups to all over the country and, and Canada and ho- hopefully the world, they were looking for more meetup leaders. And so I basically said, hey, you know, Rita did a really great job up in Fort Lauderdale. Um, I would love to do Miami. And um, at that time, there's, you know, that's when, unfortunately, Rita passed away. And uh, so there, we basically were able to split up the uh, Invest Her South Florida meetup group to like the Miami people and then the Fort Lauderdale people. So there's a different meetup group up there. And then I run the Miami group. Right now, it's been virtual every month. We do it like once a month. Um, but now we're transitioning now that people are getting vaccinated. Like I got my vaccine. Now that people are getting vaccinated, we're hoping to bring people to do more of a meet and greet and like starting to get like that local connection going so that we can start masterminding and like getting to know each other and also uh, providing like contact information for like contractors and lenders and architects and whoever you you need, you know, we should have a, a connection for you. Hi, this is Melanie McCallan. Josh and I are just so grateful for the many investors who already joined us at Accountable Equity. Accountable Equity is so much more than a capital group. It's really a community of accredited investors that want to learn and grow together. I just want to personally invite you, if you want to find out more about this type of investment and see if it's right for you and your family, please visit us at accountableequity.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Melanie McCallan. Josh and I are just so grateful for the many investors who already joined us at Accountable Equity. Accountable Equity is so much more than a capital group. It's really a community of accredited investors that want to learn and grow together. I just want to personally invite you, if you want to find out more about this type of investment and see if it's right for you and your family, please visit us at accountableequity.com. Hey, it's Hal Elrod, author of The Miracle Morning, and you're listening to Capital Hacking with Josh and Eric. Enjoy. That's really the best part of of these types of uh, communities, uh, whether it be InvestHer or others. Of course, so many people do bigger pockets as well, and I know InvestHer does a lot of bigger things with bigger pockets. Is once you get in active mode and you get around good people like you guys, there's going to a domino is going to start to fall and then another momentum will start and it'll just be a conversation. As a matter of fact, that's why anybody who's listening today, you probably know this already, but Melanie uh, and the team created Wealth Building with Friends, a podcast primarily just to break down the barriers. You don't have to be a, a person from Wall Street to understand investing in real estate. You don't have to be from Harvard and you don't have to be a lawyer yet, even though sometimes people are great lawyers. Uh, you just need to get in a room and learn the first p- part of the vocabulary, realize that other people are doing it, and if you have the power and energy to try, you can probably succeed. So uh, that's that's why I love the investor community and their meetups. So there's another reason we had you on the show today, Gene, other than your incredible story, is your path into Airbnb. So when, you brought it up already, when was the first time you put that property on Airbnb? That would be 2016. Oh, you were early. I think. Yeah, I yeah. love that. That's why I'm asking you this. 2015, 2016. Yeah. So now this is part of the journey. So Melanie and I are, um, as you mentioned, we do the resort acquisitions. We then drive the revenue and change commercial valuations on these properties big, and we help our investors make great passive income. But you know what's great is we're nimble. So we're starting to see that we need more rooms at all our properties. And one of the strategies here is going to be not only to raise fund, large capital funds to acquire the resort, but what if we could acquire 
uh, contiguous and or nearby uh, houses so that these houses could be overflow housing, but also be eclectic and interesting in and of themselves. So we're following your little Havana idea in a sense, you know, we're learning from you as well. And we're really getting into Airbnb. I think we just bought one already and we're about to buy two more. So we're about to become novice Airbnb in, uh, operators while we're obviously pretty experienced at resorts. So I think it's good. But tell us about the change in Airbnb. So from 2016 to today, what has it been like using Airbnb? Now everybody in the entire universe probably knows the word Airbnb. So in, in 16, they didn't. So what's it been like over those years? I think the biggest change is, as you say, like the credibility of Airbnb. Before you had explained to people what Airbnb is and why they would want to go to your house versus a hotel. It was uh, much more difficult to explain that, that, especially to lenders, to explain why the Airbnb income is actually a steady income and not just like this one and done thing because they, they really wanted to see like the long-term income. Uh, now it's definitely more of, uh, oh yeah, we understand that. We, you know, we'll, we'll take that into consideration. You know, guests understand what Airbnb is. Uh, on the flip side, before, when I first started, you were able to, as a host, you were able to get a lot, I wouldn't say get away with a lot less professional finishes because you have to realize that Airbnb started in San Francisco with a, a bunch of guys and they basically put an air mattress in their living room and then they rented that out because it's San Francisco for like, I don't know, $25 yep, a night. Exactly. So that's where, where the term Airbnb came from, from like the air mattress. Exactly. <laughs> and so back then you could just basically say, hey, I have a sofa in my living room and rent it out and that would be fine. Um, but now it seems like people have to not just have uh, a whole house and you can either have like a room in your house or you can have a separate, uh, a separate apartment or a whole house or a mansion or whatever you want to, you know, to tree houses, to like yurts. And it has everything now. It really does. does, Yes. But it has to be a lot more professional because people, when they see, if if they come in and they see like all of your stuff all over the place, they'll be like, Ooh, this is no good. And they'll like ding you on the review. And in with Airbnb, your reviews are your life. So like, you really need to to do what you can. Yeah, what happens actually? Yeah, so for some, uh, there are people out there now that you've helped them understand they should be investing in real estate and you're intriguing them about Airbnb. So they're yes. new to this. Let's let's talk about it. So when you get ding with a review, does that mean you will not show up in searches as much? In well, the first, guests will look and see, you know, it's sort of like Yelp, right? You know, you want the five-star like restaurant versus the four-star versus the three, the two, and one, right? And if it's one, it's like, just forget about it. Um, so like the guests will look at that, but then also the Airbnb will put your listing a little bit lower. But I think the main thing is people actually do read the reviews when they want to find your place. Uh, cause actually there's a lot of scammers on there right now. And if you have no reviews at all and you don't have a good reason for it, people are a little bit worried because it actually happened that there isn't actually a property on the other side because people have gone and basically stolen your pictures and they put up like, you know, their own website. And so people will, will book from that website. And then like the scammers will actually get the money and then they show up to your Airbnb. We're like, who the heck are you? And they're like, we have an Airbnb, you know, booking. And we're like, not on our booking. And so the more reviews you have, then the less likely that, that the guest is going to be scanned. Unfortunately, like that is new in like the last year or two. Like that never happened back, you know, back in the day. So, so 
Has that actually happened to your property? It has not happened to my property, but um, I founded the Airbnb Host Miami Meetup. And that about mm, about the same time, about four or five years ago. And uh, and we have had people in my meetup who that has happened to, where like just people randomly okay. show up saying, I've got a booking. And they said, no, you don't. And, you know, whose fault is that? Because like, you know, it's not the guest's fault. They thought that they were booking a real place. It's not the host's exactly. fault, right? But it's like you can't find this this other person. Wow, that what you opened up a Pandora's box. We're gonna have to do another show on on what that's all about and how do people prevent it because that's wow. But you did you did drop a little bomb there and you said a uh, value bomb. You said, but I had an Airbnb meetup, yes. host meetup. So you do you still have that as well in Miami? Um, I have since moved on to the uh, the investor meetup Miami and. Uh, We've passed it on to different leadership and they've actually taken it much bigger. Now they have a Facebook group uh, and they've renamed it because they thought that Miami was uh, too <laughs> too small. And so now it's called the uh, Airbnb Host South Florida. So you can look that up on on Facebook. And uh, and we also have a WhatsApp chat that's very, very uh, active. We have over like a thousand members. And basically whenever somebody is looking for something like, hey, you know, I have a friend who's looking for an Airbnb for these dates in, in you know, Broward. Does anybody have any openings? Because, you know, most of the time we only have like one or two properties. And if we're booked and we're trying to help like a, a guest, for example, maybe somebody who um, has ac- accidentally been um, uh, scammed by one of those artists, you know, you try to help them out. So you just put it on like this WhatsApp chat and usually you can find somebody who's willing to, to take them in. You know, here's a, a simple basic question. What, what, what amount of money does Airbnb take from each booking? 3%. Three percent. Okay, and they they handle the financial processing, correct? So they just keep their proceeds and give you the net. Yes, yes, they do. And then if you also if you have a property manager like I do, then you can have them as a co-host, and then they Airbnb can also take care of uh, handling. Like if you give them like a, a percentage, it'll actually take out the percentage, give it to them, and oh, that's then you receive the rest. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So then, who prepares the ten ninety nine? I know that sounds crazy, but like. Actually, get- Airbnb does, I believe. Yeah, I just got a 1099 for for one of my properties, I think, like last week. I so. see. Wow. That but was that's a- just Airbnb. VRBO is a different matter. Those are the two biggest uh, uh, short-term rental uh, booking sites are Airbnb and VRBO, also known as Verbo. Do you use um, that one? Not so much. It's very place-specific. There are certain places, uh, for example, North Carolina, the Smoky Mountains, um, Hilton Head, the, those are more... They get more bookings from uh, from VRBO, which is, which stands for Vacation Rental by Owner, and actually VRBO predates Airbnb. Oh yeah, but by a uh, lot. here in Miami, like we might get one booking from VRBO uh, out of like you know twenty from Airbnb, and uh, we've actually had more difficulty with the with the guests on VRBO, so we've actually like put that Let on pause for right now. <laughs> and and. Oh boy, one more deep question that probably the investors are like, ride drivers are like, what do you? How do you sync the two calendars? Is it in a third-party calendar so that they don't overlap and double book? Uh, both Airbnb and VRBO have the ability to sync the calendar. So you pick whichever one you like the best and you can sync it. Or, which is what most property managers with multiple properties do, they actually have a, a channel manager. Because not only do you have like a VRBO and Airbnb, but what if one of your repeat guests wants to come and, uh, and you know, go outside of Airbnb because, you know, they have your contact information at this point. Uh, so why, why give Airbnb the 3% when we could just talk to you directly and then we can just split the, 
the fee in half, right? Uh, so that's a win-win. So that uh, a, a third-party channel manager would be able to uh, handle like VRBO, Airbnb, you know, the outside bookings that you get maybe from your own website. And, you know, there's a lot of other booking websites. There's like Furnished Finder, there's Corporate Housing by Owner, CHBO, and uh, Booking.com, I think I said. Oh, Booking.com uh, so for the hotel. The, so the hotel uh, OTAs, they call that all online travel agents are, are getting into the game now. They can go. They are, yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you can have a channel platform or we call, you know, we use in hospitality, we use something called a property management software system, uh, similar it sounds like. And that system usually will create an interface to third-party sites on the internet. And you're suggesting that you can also do that um, with VRBO and Airbnb and booking. Hey, it has been a pleasure to get to know you. I hope that people reach out to you to learn more about you and your investing would you mind sharing with us the best way to reach out to you and learn from you, learn more? Probably the best way to reach out to me is on Bigger Pockets, um, just at Gene Heish. Uh, that's J E A N H A I S C H. Or you can email me at eagle, R E I 88, at gmail.com. Absolute pleasure to get to know you. And uh, it'll be fun. I, I, I should have said this during the show, but I was always really impressed with you because one of the reasons you're looking to invest with our resorts is because you'll actually want to uh, gla- you know, gain as much knowledge as you can and do it yourself. I love people like you that uh, use your, I love when people use their investing as education and they get paid for it. It's the yes, exact opposite like, as college. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> like getting paid to be educated. I think yeah. that's, a, that's a great model. <laughs> it's a great model and you said it early on, that's how you did it with your own house and your Airbnb. And now you're doing it again with uh, groups like ours. So thank you so much. Uh, It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Wow. Wow. You made it, everybody. Thank you so much. Eric and I have always said that the people who join us at the end get the pearl and the prize. Awesome. Folks, don't forget to like and share and love what we're doing on social media. If you want to hit up Josh, you want to hit me up. Those are the best places to find us. We are always camped out and ready to talk and <laughs> put we the fire We stand on. by on social media. By, by the way, I know we're on Capital Hacking at Instagram, Capital Hacking on Facebook, and Capital Hacking on my personal favorite, LinkedIn. Yes, because you can always find major players on LinkedIn. I know your favorite. These are some power players on LinkedIn. Always. Gary V, he's yeah. my boy. <laughs> but uh, Gary V also talks about the power of Instagram. So if you also want to find us there, we're doing a lot of really cool, sexy things on Instagram. So always <laughs> you can reach out and DM us on Instagram if you have any questions or you want our time. We are always camped out and, and, and living there as well. We will get right back to you. And just like we always say, you are now part of the team. This is a team that's here to add value to your life. And thank you for adding so much value to our life. Remember to share this podcast helps us grow it bigger and bigger each week. And we appreciate you posting a review on iTunes. You cannot believe how powerful that is. Absolutely. Like and share this with anyone and everyone that you think it will add value to. And we appreciate all of that love and support. And do not forget, with great power comes Comes great great responsibility. responsibility.